Hey everyone, Ethan here. So before this episode begins, I have a little bit of a disclaimer. So as this episode was going on, I must have bumped a chord or something because for the first 15 minutes, give or take a few, there's a bit of feedback that we get. And I would have re-recorded the episode, but I didn't realize until a couple days after we had recorded this episode, Frank and I. So we're just going to have to deal with it. (laughs) Sorry about that. I really couldn't find a way around it. I tried to dim it as much as I could, but this was just such a good episode that I didn't want to ditch it. So I'm really good friends with Frank's girlfriend, Sam. Gotten to know her in college. Mm. And she told... Weird way to phrase that, but okay. Huh? <laughs> Nothing. What? <you> know. <laughs> just, bro, I'm really good friends with Frank's girlfriend. Ooh, wink. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> All right, dude. No. I, 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 I was trying to find a way to transition into the fact that she told me that you were doing a and d session. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. I tell her a lot about my D&D sessions. <laughs> okay. Well, that that's what I was saying. <laughs> All right, it's going, and it should be should be good in a bit. Cool. Um, I think this is episode twenty three. Damn, I don't know. That's a lot of episodes. <laughs> yeah, we've been going since like July, but yeah. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Random Banter Podcast. This is episode twenty three, as I just said, and I have a very special guest on with me today. We've been trying to get him. Well, I've been trying to get him on the podcast <laughs> since like December. It's Mister Frank. From college. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what they call me. Yeah. Fra- Mr. Frank from college. <laughs> How are you doing, Frank? I'm doing pretty good. That's um, good. Like I was telling you before we started recording, uh, I just got off of doing an interview for a short little documentary I'm working on. That's fun. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, what, is, it a, is the documentary like a project for something? Yeah, so uh, for our listening audience... Uh, my name's Frank, as you said. I'm also going to West Virginia University. I'm studying yep. journalism. Oh. Hello. Hey. Sorry, we're recording in You're here. You're good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> we had some surprise visitors coming to the room where we, I might keep that in. Yeah. <laughs> I might keep that in. It is so hard to find places to record yeah. anything. Especially on like in a college. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I was just doing that, this interview. So. Just to pick up where I left off, um, yeah, studying journalism. Uh, I'm in a class right now about like documentary creating, mm-hmm. and I'm working on a documentary about the campus conceal carry bill that's going on right now. Oh yeah, and it is a pain in the ass getting places <laughs> to record on a campus. I ended up just doing the interview like outside the library, yeah, just in front of it, yeah. And I was just like, okay, well, if you can hear cars in the background, I guess that's just inevitable. I do know that there is a there is a like recording room in towers, mm. like in one of the dorms. There's a recording room, but other than that, like whenever I had to record my um, my uh, newscasts for the radio station, mm. I literally like put a blanket over myself in my dorm, and I was just sitting there with like my little like Yeti USB mic, just like saying like Good morning WCHN, <laughs> not not that good like Good morning WVU, and yeah. It is. I don't know what's going very on. Loud. <laughs> it is very loud in this room. There's like stuff going on in the way. It is hot as heck. Yeah, to paint the picture for our listening audience, we are in a room that's called the slab. Yes. 
Uh, it's in the Creative Arts Building. It's in the bowels, the deep, it's in dark the, bowels. The, the of catacombs <laughs> of the Creative Arts Building. And it, it's just like chairs and like wooden boxes with nothing in them. And there's a there's a door that leads nowhere. Yeah, it's just a little like walled and off it, area. It's, it's probably I want to say like eighty five degrees in here. Yeah, I want to say like seventy eight percent humidity. It's very hot. Yeah. yeah. So only great, only the greatest of <laughs> podcasting. Yeah. Studios. Not to mention, there's also a, a horrid echo that I'm sure. Oh is yeah, there's be, a there's it's gonna be in the. It's gonna wreak havoc on the editing. Absolutely, but it'll be fine. I'm hoping maybe these. The pop filters that I've got in the mics right now might <laughs> might do something, but yeah. other than that, I might just like, I might put a D reverb from Adobe Premiere Pro on it and just turn it up all the way to ninety. <laughs> Jeez, you know a lot more about editing than I do. <laughs> like, like, oh, it's all good. Um, so I heard you mention earlier that you had a kind of an interesting idea for a new podcast oh, you were yeah, thinking yeah. of. Maybe we could. Um, wh- what is it? Yeah. So um, me and one of my friends. I have a friend who goes to UArts in Philly, or rather they went to UArts in Philly. Uh, They're not going there anymore, but um, they studied like audio design and like Foley art. So me and them have been kicking ideas around for podcasts for a long time because we both want them to do one, but we don't want to do like just do a podcast for the sake of doing a podcast. Yeah. So we're all like, we got to wait till we have a good idea before we try this. So here's the pitch. I okay. think I'm I ready. Think I'm ready. I'm ready for this. And I'm pretty excited for this. <laughs> so the idea is that it's a true crime podcast, Ooh. but all of it's made up. Okay. And it's because, like, we were talking about, we just got into this conversation about how, like, the true crime genre has, like, very problematic issues with it, yeah. where, like, it's a lot of it is very, like, um, anecdoted yeah sort of. it's very sensationalized yeah. and like extreme like they trivialize like, things it was and like, like uh chad was looking around the room <laughs> and then he saw the the knife laid in upon the ground yeah. covered in blood and he exclaimed <laughs> like, yeah and it's like that's that's a, like a, like a person was murdered yeah <laughs> like, it's like someone it's, actually died yeah and, so the general idea is that we are making up these really over the top like yeah. stupid crimes yeah. up Ooh, I like and that. then we're kind of like reporting on them as though we're like uncovering this yeah. story and um so far, we have a couple of different episode ideas. One of them is like, okay, so like, so are you going to state that these crimes are fake? So we haven't really figured that out yet. I don't really know legally how that all works yeah. out. <laughs> My general understanding was okay. So okay, this is important. The title of the podcast okay. is. You ready for this? I'm ready. Untrue crime. Ooh, <laughs> I love it. And, it's, <laughs> and I think like. I really want to do, like, in the description of the episode, it says, like, this is fiction, nothing said, and this is actually real, any sources cited are not actually real, all that stuff. But, like, in the actual play, in the actual audio of the podcast, Mm -hmm. I don't want to acknowledge that at all. I don't know legally if that's okay. You might have to look into that. I might have to look into that. I think probably what it'll end up being is just, like, at the beginning, like, before we even do the intro, it'll probably just be, like, Disclaimer, everything said in this podcast is completely mm-hmm. made up. Yeah. So, like, yeah, don't believe a single word you hear. <laughs> yeah. No, I, li- I really like that. That's You could definitely go a long way with that. Yeah. Especially, like, again, don't know if this is, like, 
don't know if the, legal. like if, if you're just yeah don't know if it's legal if you started like using like actual people's names because like yeah. if, it, if you just like made it like super sensational like it's like a celebrity like bruce willis like grabbed a machine gun and <laughs> i don't i don't even know something like that well the the main idea we have right now is this is kind of like the idea that i made it really like oh i, I actually think that's really funny i want to yeah. do this so you, are you familiar with cart narcs no i'm not so cart narcs is a youtube channel slash like tiktok channel okay where it's this guy who's like a 35-year-old man, okay. and he just goes to parking lots and finds people who don't put their carts away, and he just bothers them. He just like... <laughs> it's so good because he has like Wait, a... So that's genius. It's, no, it's amazing. So you good. have to watch these videos because every video is exactly the same. It's from, it's, he's got a camera, like a GoPro in his chest, mm -hmm. like a body camera. Yeah. And he's, at, he's got these little like air traffic control like cones. <laughs> like, and he'll, he'll see people... Like on the airport? Yeah, just, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he'll see people getting into his car and he'll be like whoa whoa and he like flashes a little <laughs> thing to them and he gives them a little signal and the people always are in the car looking at him like who the fuck is this guy yeah, yeah. and he'll like gesture at the cart and be like sir you didn't put your cart away and then inevitably they always like roll down the window and they're like i don't have to do that <laughs> and he's just like ah don't be a lazy bones about it he loves yeah. calling people lazy bones don't and, be a lazy bones and then the best part of the video and this happens in every single video is Eventually, the person just gets fed up with it and starts to leave. Right. And he goes, okay, yeah, no, you can leave. And he takes out a magnet, like a little like magnet that says, like, it's like a circle with a line through it with, like, a cart. And it says, like, I'm a Lazy Bones on it or something. Yeah. And he'll just, like, toss it onto their car. Bro. <laughs> and they get so mad every time. They're like you can't touch my car. You can't. That's yeah. assault. I'm calling the police. And he's like, whoa, you, you know, you could have saved a lot of time by just putting your the car. Away. <laughs> Dude, this man is getting into like, he's, he's getting into danger. Yeah. Over a car. No, dude, I think he, I, this don't quote me on this. I don't know if this is true. I think he might've like almost got shot once. Oh my gosh. Like I think, I don't know if he almost got shot or like someone pulled a gun on him. Like something like that happened at least once. And I also know that there is, I think it was Dr. Phil or yeah. like something like that. He went on one of those shows once. He went on Dr. Phil. I think it was Dr. Phil. If Dude, it wasn't, this man's a legend. But the thing is, like, I don't know if it was Dr. Phil. It might have been Dr. Oz or something. Yeah. But whoever it was was like super against him. Yeah. And was super like, you're bothering these people. And these people are just trying to get on with their day. And he is like, no, this is the hill that I will die on. Yeah. They have to put the carts away because that's what it's hey, for. He's believing in what he believes, and yeah. I'm here for that. No, dude, it's great. That's and fantastic. My favorite thing is, like, people will inevitably say to him, like, oh, it, it, there are people who it's their job to put the cart away, and he uh, he's always like, well, there are people who clean the bathrooms. Do you shit all over the floor? <laughs> <laughs> so good. But getting back to the podcast idea, yes. the sort of pilot episode we had kicked around was, okay, what if a guy, like some middle-aged dad who's like, you know, has a really stressful life, yeah. this Cartnarks thing happens to him, oh, God. and he like goes home later that day, and he's like telling his family at the dinner table, like, you wouldn't believe what happened to me today, but then all of his kids and his wife are like, honey, I think you really overreacted to that. <laughs> like, you should have just put the cart away. Yeah. And then the man like slowly over time 
goes crazy until he like kills his whole family. Oh my god! And we're thinking about like <laughs> that's the per- first one that we cover. That's like the first crime that we cover is like the Cartnarks family yeah. annihilator, yeah. <laughs> the, the family Gestapo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then like my coffee maker broke, and I had the idea of like, all right, what if a guy? What about a guy who like snaps because his coffee maker broke? Yeah. Like. Kind of like like Jared Leto Joker, like there's that one thing. <laughs> that, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and then like we were trying. Everyone has one bad day. Because <laughs> yeah. like the thing that we were talking about is how like a lot of true crime outlets mm-hmm. will do that. They'll yeah. they'll be like, and this was the thing that made him insane. Yeah. And so it's, little did you know, it was the broomstick yeah. that he stepped on. <laughs> oh, and then like. It, it, I, I don't know if this is like universal across true crime, but like mm-hmm. I see a lot on true crime of like, oh, and then like he had a head injury when he was younger, just like every serial killer. Yeah. And it's like, it's just not a good uh-huh. narrative to be pushing. Yeah, it's like they dissected animals, just like every serial killer or yeah. something like that. Yeah, like they've got the whole like, oh, like Cause I, kids I would... who wet their bed become serial killers. Yeah. And it's like, I'm sure that makes kids who wet their bed feel a lot better about yeah. themselves yeah, and their mental like that health. Must, that must feel great towards them. Because I've seen a couple things like that, especially on like, have you ever heard of the YouTube channel, The Infographics Show? I've they, heard of it. I don't really know do, a lot like, about it, though. They do, like, breakdowns on, like, famous serial killers, like uh, like Ted Bundy, and um, it's the only one I can think of right now, <laughs> but uh, other serial killers, and it's, like, a lot of the ones, it was, like, they had a divorce, they had divorced parents, they oh, had, yeah. it was, like, they had a problem as a kid where they were really quiet, and I was, like, that, like, doesn't mean that you're going to be a, yeah. a mass murderer. Yeah, like... <laughs> Uh, yeah, and so that's kind of a, one of the bigger conceits of the mm-hmm. podcast idea is like satirizing that genre yeah. and specifically that genre's ability to like distill entire human experiences down yes. to like he's insane and yeah. that's why he kills people. Yeah, yeah, kind of just like making a joke of that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's so, a good idea. I yeah. think you should definitely go with that. That'd be yeah, that'd I, be fun. I'm and, pretty excited about it. And I'll, I uh, just I have one request for ooh, an episode. Yeah, could you make me the guy that like murders his family? That, okay, <laughs> so we actually, I give you full legal permission. <laughs> Hear this I can now. Use your name. Hear this now. All you right. have full legal permission to do whatever. Just don't make me a pedophile. Just do whatever you want <laughs> with my name. <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> You know what? You actually bring up a really good point. I think it might be really funny to like get people's permission yeah. to use their name as like yeah. the killer, and we're like our featured killer this week. Yeah, is e. Gordon e- Gee is Ethan. <laughs> Check out his podcast. Check out his. Po- they're our featured killer of the week. killer of the month. <laughs> that's really that's a good. I'm gonna have to bring that to Sean. That'd that's be, a good idea. That'd be very funny. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Okay, so I speaking of like different ideas for things. So mm. I had an idea for a video and I want to run it past you because I don't know if this has been done already. Okay. Um, so have you seen, you, you've obviously, you've seen the movie Taken, right? With Liam Neeson. I've actually never seen it. Okay. I know like. Because I haven't either. I know um, the monologue. <laughs> I was going to say, do you know like the general gist of the movie? Yeah. Okay. So it's like Taken, but with like Super Mario lore. <laughs> 
It, it's like <laughs> like Bowser like kidnaps princess, and then Mario. The only thing I, I the only thing I have right now is like Mario's on the phone. He's like, I have a specific set of skills. I can throw it with a fireball. <laughs> I can jump up and down on your head. And he starts listing all. The I things. want to find you, and I want to jump on your head, <laughs> like something like that. I've got a specific set of power ups I can use to my advantage. I have a penguin. I can swat on my tummy. That's. <laughs> There's definitely something there's, there. There's potential there. I feel like you could probably find on YouTube, like... I, just, I feel like someone's done it. Before. Somebody might have done, like... Here's what I'll say. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody has already done, like, that speech, yeah. but Mario's doing it. Yeah. If I, But I don't think anyone's done, like, the whole movie, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Mario's The whole it. entire hour and a half long movie. <laughs> that... You actually bring up something interesting, because, like, have you seen the trailers for the new... Super Mario movie. Yes. It looks horrible, right? Really? Oh, I, do you not agree? I, I think I, it looks really okay, good. Uh, let me, okay, let me preface yeah, this real yeah, quick. Why do, you, why do you think it looks bad? I don't think it looks horrible. That was maybe a little over... Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Chris Pratt voice is god-awful. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> um, everything else about it actually doesn't look too bad. I, I'm actually kind of excited to see the rest of it. But what I was going to say is, mm-hmm. uh, there's a SNL skit that came out recently, which yeah. was Pedro Pascal as Mario. Oh, really? And they did a whole, like, Mario, like, The Last of Us, but in <laughs> Mario. Oh, my God. And, like, Pedro Pascal is in, like, a cool kind of looking Mario costume. Uh-huh. Uh, and he's talking in, like, his normal, like, Mandalorian kind of voice. Yeah. But he's even doing, like, an Italian... Kind of like a little bit of a... Yeah, like a little like bit a little of, bit of an accent. But, like, that trailer looked a million times better than, than the actual Than the actual movie. Nintendo one. And I think... If you're going to bring something goofy like Mario yeah. into a more realistic medium, yeah. I think you need to make it a little bit scarier and like yeah. darker. Like the Taken idea, I think works for that genre. Yeah, because like yeah. you can't, it can't be like funny because then that's just like yeah. it's just Mario. Because it's got to yeah. be something like more unique. Okay, but back on the topic of the Mario movie. So why is it just the Chris Pratt voice that you don't like? It really mostly is the Chris Pratt voice. Because, like, like, in my opinion, I think Jack Black as Bowser oh, is amazing. Yeah. Like, just, like, the open the gates yeah, thing that no. he does is oh fantastic. My God. That's great. And, no, I, like, no, I actually, I, I think it really is just the Chris Pratt voice mm-hmm. because, like, it is so clear and obvious that yeah. some executive somewhere was just like, Chris Pratt's been in a lot of stuff. Let's yeah. get him on this. Yeah, Because um, it's, like, it's obviously Chris Pratt voicing Mario. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that I can think of is that, like, to play, like, devil's advocate, the only thing I can think of is, like, Mario's originally from, like, Brooklyn, so <laughs> we might have, like, a bit of a, like, a Brooklyn kind of, but we haven't yeah. really heard much of that yet. I get, no, I get that. I definitely, I feel like he's probably going to lean more into Brooklyn than yeah, Italian. than Italian. But, um, fucking, somebody pitched to me, I'm blanking on his name right now. Yeah. Joe Pesci. Oh, yeah, from Home Alone? Yes. Yeah. Also from uh, Dude, My Cousin Vinny. Been, that would have been great. He would have been so good as Mario. Yeah. Imagine Joe Pesci and Charlie Day Dude, being Mario and Luigi. So that would have been amazing. That would be so funny. We were robbed of that, straight we up. Like, yeah. And Joe Pesci, it, like, Joe Pesci could have totally had one of those, like, he hasn't had any good, like, big popular movies in a couple years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They could have put him in this. It would have shot his career back up. Oh, yeah. 
people would have loved him. People love like that kind of voice that he has yeah. now. And like, ah, it like, hey, you come into it like that. Yeah. Sort of like, like raspy Italian. Yeah. But I feel oh like he God. could like, he, he would be good at like voice acting or something. Like I that. feel like he's great at voice acting. Yeah. Like, cause I think like other than like the whole Chris Pratt thing, which I'm kind of like, I'm kind of eh about, like, I feel like I can mm. get past it if I watch it. Yeah. Um, I, I think the like the rest of the cast is pretty strong. Oh yeah, in my opinion, like Keegan Michael Key is Toad. I was skeptical at first, but then when I heard it, I was like, "That's really good." Yeah, like he did really like he's got it high pitched and everything. That Keegan has that ability, yeah. like as an actor. I always see him, and I'm always like, "Oh, cool, Keegan Peel." And then he starts acting, and I'm like, "That's not You're Keegan like, Michael Key oh, anymore." He's That's like he's really yeah. good. He's a good fucking actor. Yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, and Jordan Peele makes great movies nowadays. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, what was his most one? Nope. Was that the nope. most one that Dude, came out? Nope is one of my, like, favorite, like, horror thrillers. It was like, really good. It was thrillers. really good. So good. I, okay. I, like, I watched it, and I was like, at first, I was like, okay, what is it? Where is this going? But then it, like, got towards, like, the whole freaking wow yeah. and stuff and i was like oh okay that was like i was gonna go see that movie no matter what because i all i love like ufo yeah, yeah. alien stuff yeah, yeah and when that when they did the twist of like the alien the the ufo oh, spoilers the by the way <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay, okay, spoilers okay for nope yeah, yeah continue but just when they do the twist that the ufo is the alien and like yeah. there actually is no ufo it's just that, it, that that's what it is yeah that's the thing that's like I, I I've never seen that in mm. any kind of science fiction. It's like it is the ship. Yeah, that's like I love seeing. This is like I feel like this is a really basic thing to ask for, but yeah. in movies and TV shows and stuff, I love seeing something that's never been done before. Right. You know, like I'm always like pushing um, the like the boundary and like just doing new and more innovative stuff. Yeah. And that's honestly like that's what I liked with Marvel for a while. Yeah. Until the most recent phase, which has been kind of eh. I honestly think Marvel was doing that until like like the third Avengers movie, I think. Yeah. I think that's where they kind of stopped trying Although, new things. And then it came back with Infinity War, in my opinion. Yeah, kind of. Like, that one, like, I, I, that's my one of my favorite Marvel movies. Mm. Just like the way that they told all of those different stories and were able to like tie it together at the yeah. end. And the fact that like you were rooting for the villain through the whole thing. I mean, kind of. Maybe but, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, I don't know, it was really good. But like, yeah. All right. And it, what are other movies that like pushed the boundary or like, like, like did something like super innovative that you've seen recently? So I don't know about movies, but there's a TV show. Uh, have you ever heard of the TV show Future Man? Yes, I think. Yeah, it's a Hulu original that came out like a couple years ago. I want to say it like animated. No, it's oh, okay. Josh Hutcherson is okay, the main well, character. I've heard of it. Yeah, so I recommend Future Man to everybody I meet okay. who likes sci-fi and specifically yeah. time travel. <clears throat> and real quick, real quick synopsis of Future Man without any spoilers. Um, there, it basically like it's kind of like the last Starfighter. Okay. where this guy beats this video game that no one's ever beat before, and he's a total loser. The only thing he's good at is this video game. And then people from the future come to talk to him and basically are like, hey, we sent that game out into the past to find like the perfect warrior who's going to like save the future, oh. and it's you. Yeah. Um, and like the general kind of plot hook is that they don't realize that in the past, video games aren't like hyper-realistic training modules, mm -hmm. and that this guy isn't actually... It's like, like Donkey Kong. <laughs> yeah, stuff it's like, like the <laughs> thing he's good at is tapping on a keyboard and moving a joystick. Yeah. They're, they're not like 
they're not using like VR like mocap yeah. or anything. But uh, it's a f- amazing sci-fi yeah. show, and it's like very cons- it's three seasons, and then the story is done, and they don't That's do any more nice. after that. I like that. Yeah, it's not. It's every episode is like inextricable from the main plot. Yeah, and they just do stuff with time travel that I've never seen any other movie or TV show do. That's cool. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't even <laughs> want to get into specifics because like. I think you'll like the show, and yeah, I think yeah, you should check yeah. okay, it out. I'll, all right, I'll check it out, and if I have you back when I when I have you back on again, um, we'll talk about it. Hell yeah, absolutely. Um, when you said like guy doing video games and like old video games, that reminded me of this movie that I really liked. I really liked this movie. I think as I watched it, like I not as a kid, but I watched it when I was younger. Um, that like not a, have you have you seen not a lot of other like, people liked it. Um, have you seen the, the, the Adam Sandler movie Pixels before? I have not seen Pixels. Dude, it's, okay, like, <laughs> it's not the best, like, it's an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. It's not, like, the best thing ever, but, like, it's funny. The CGI is pretty darn good. It looked pretty good when I saw the Because it's, like, it's, like, Pixels. Yeah. And, like, the whole concept is just, like, fun. It's just, like... They literally, like, they finish out the movie by literally playing a real-life version of Donkey Kong. <laughs> and That's pretty cool. Like, the, the, the aliens, like, they, the aliens that come down to Earth, they take the form of, like, video games because they came into contact with that satellite yeah. that we sent out that had all those video games. So they attack the Earth as, like, um, pixelated video game characters like Centipede or oh, Pac-Man. Cool. The Pac-Man one is so good. That's a cool concept, yeah. I think. Like, I, the, uh, the idea that, like, the radio waves that we've all sent out are like still out in space uh-huh. you know that's like they do that they touch on that in Futurama oh, that's you, know, cool. you remember that whole do you ever watch Futurama I have not oh you should watch Futurama but like there's a whole bit where there's an alien planet that's exactly a thousand light years away from earth yeah and when the the main character Fry for those who don't know Fry gets cryogenically frozen for a thousand years he wakes up in the year 3000 he gets frozen exactly on the night of like New Year's Eve, nineteen ninety nine. Oh dang! So he gets unfrozen, twenty nine ninety nine on New yeah. Year's Eve, and like he lives in the year three thousand now. Okay. Um, but there's one episode where the plot is that these aliens that live a thousand light years away, a TV show that was airing on the night that Fry got frozen has only just made it to their planet, oh. and they 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 love this like old nineties kind of TV sitcom wait, stuff. Wait, that's so. Wait, yeah. that's sick. And the show gets canceled. Yeah. So they come to Earth and they're like, what happened to our show? <laughs> yeah. And everyone on Earth is like, dude, that show hasn't been made for like a thousand years. And the aliens are like, well, we're going to blow up your whole planet <laughs> if you don't give us the final episode. So they all have to band together and like make the final episode of the Wait, show. I love that. It's a great so concept. Cool. It's amazing. Yeah. Just the, like the fact that like aliens, like, I don't even know, like are just like watching like not reruns like the first airing yeah. episodes of like I don't even know like I love Lucy yeah, or something like yeah. that um, which is probably not physically possible that there are aliens like that close to us um, maybe um, but still that's like that's a that's a really cool concept yeah and like the real world science of it you know kind of with like them being that far away and yeah. like that all makes sense I think the show that they're watching is called Single Female Lawyer. And it's like, <laughs> it's literally like just a parody of like. Single Female Lawyer. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, God, it's that. and it's like the, they're all like big tough aliens. So you get like this cool throne room with this big warlord mm-hmm. alien, and he's just like watching like essentially I Love Lucy. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, no. If you if you haven't watched Futurama, you should totally watch Futurama. I will definitely check it out at some point. Yeah. yeah. So I'm really good friends with Frank's girlfriend Sam. Gotten to know her in college, mm. and she told weird way to phrase that, but okay. Huh? <laughs> Nothing. What? <you> know. <laughs> Just, bro, I'm really good friends with Frank's girlfriend. Ooh, wink. <laughs> <laughs> like, All right, dude. No, I, I, I was trying to find a way to transition into the fact that she told me that you were doing a D and D session. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I tell her a lot about my D and D sessions. <laughs> okay, well that that's what I was. We found an intro moment. Make sure you <laughs> keep it just friends, all okay. right? <laughs> Bro, you, okay. <laughs> okay, talk about D&D. Yeah, so, <laughs> I, so I've been running a campaign for my friends for close to three years now. I started it right at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, so D&D, they have, like, pre-made, like, adventure modules that you can do. Yeah. And there's one of them that's called the Ghosts of Saltmarsh. And it's like a nautical themed adventure in this like sort of nautical town called Saltmarsh. Oh, cool. And I wanted to just kind of like have a D&D game running for my friends because we couldn't do in-person D&D because of COVID. I was like, oh, I have this book. I'll just run a little adventure. But it ended up, we had a lot of fun with it. And I ended up kind of branching off from what the module had written and just kind of turning it into my own Your thing. Your own little thing. That's cool. Yeah. And now it's like been running for like three years and we've hit a point that I've never hit in a D&D campaign ever in my life, which is that every, I think that any good D&D party has yeah. some like inter-party conflict. Uh-huh. Like you gotta have like one good character and one evil character who yeah. butt heads a lot and stuff like that. Yeah. But this is like an extreme where I have two of my players are a paladin and a cleric. Okay. It's highly religious. Yeah. Highly like might makes right. Like. Right. Anybody who defies our god gets the sword. Yeah, you know? like the blade. <laughs> yeah, and then you have the other characters who are um, a rogue, a fighter, and a wizard, and they are more like morally ambiguous. Yeah. But weirdly enough, they're morally ambiguous to the point where they're nicer than the other guy is. Oh. <laughs> and they had a falling out that was so bad. I had to homebrew a way for them to sue each other. What? So we had... A, you had a lawsuit in your <laughs> It was literally... Because what happened was, it's five adventurers, and they all pooled their money and bought a ship. Okay. And now they all hate each other. So now they're like, okay, we're going to split up. We're not working with each other anymore. Yeah. Who gets the ship? Yeah. Um, so... So do the adventurers hate each other, or do the... Oh no, the players, we're all still friends. Okay. Like we actually have had You just like that your characters hate each (laughs) other. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We actually like we've had like long conversations about like, Uh hey, just so you all know, (laughs) the relationships between our our characters are not our relationships, you know? Um but uh yeah, basically that we did this lawsuit where one of the players, the the rogue character, was suing the paladin on the grounds that he is mentally unfit to be their captain. <laughs> and the main reasons they had for that was that the captain was a cannibal. Okay. Because they had like defeated this really powerful <clears throat> paladin and a, a different paladin. Yeah. And the paladin player had this idea where he took that character's body 
and like mixed it together with the blood of a dragon that they had killed. Okay. And made that into like a slurry that he was drinking like to a, like gain their like a Seven Eleven slushie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, to kind of like gain more power. Yeah. And I was like slowly giving him like little power ups as he like oh, spent yeah, yeah. more days drinking it. Um, and it was one of those things where like we as a table were all like, yo, that's really fucking weird that he's doing <laughs> yeah. that. But like in the world, it's like, you know, it's a fantasy world. People are going to do weird shit like that. Right. Yeah. We all know cannibalism is wrong in the yeah, real world. But, <laughs> but like this is, mm, I mean, kind of medieval times. Yeah, exactly. Like, that happened all the time. Yeah. So basically um, they have brought in like witnesses and stuff from like who were NPCs that they had interacted with in the campaign before. Yeah. And like asked them like, would you say that in your <laughs> professional opinion. They brought in witnesses. No, I'm serious. Like we, we did a whole thing. It was three sessions long. It's like a few good men. <laughs> it, yeah. It was like three sessions long, and we had them, like, they would call a witness, and there were rules about, like, who they could call as witnesses. Was, was there a jury? Yes, but the jury was all me. Okay. Because um, I'm the DM. But actually, so... The jury was God. Here's the thing, is that I really wanted to be unbiased okay. as a judge, as a jury, and as a DM. Yes. And the problem is that I'm not unbiased, right. is that I really, really like the rogues character, and uh -huh. I really, really don't like the paladins character. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, I need to make sure that I put roadblocks to make myself be biased in this situation. Yeah. So they did all the stuff. They did the whole trial. They brought all their charges up. And they brought all their evidence out. And then I was like, and then we broke for the session. And I was like, all right, so the jury is going to go to deliberate. And that's where we're ending the session today. And I want to just let you guys know how I'm going to be ruling this. Because when we come back yeah. for the next session, the jury will have deliberated. They will have a verdict yes, on and we who has ownership of the ship. Yes. It was mostly, it will be a verdict on whether the captain is unfit to lead. And yes. if he is, then you guys get the ship. Type Custody of thing. battle over the ship. <laughs> yeah. But what I did was, so when you're playing D&D, and you make a character, there are like personality tables you can roll on. Right. If you want to like make a randomly generated character. Uh, generally, I don't really know people who use them. They're kind of just if you want to make a character on the fly and don't really want to spend yeah. too much time thinking about their personality. But you basically get a bond, an ideal, and a flaw. And okay. your bond are like, these are the type of people you generally associate with. Your ideal is like your moral core. Yeah. And then your flaw is like your flaw. It's like yeah. something that clouds your judgment. So I, I created an Excel spreadsheet with 12 different jurors. Okay. <laughs> and I rolled on the table for each of them. Oh, shoot. And I gave each of them a random bond, flaw, and ideal. Yeah. And then I organized them into like, okay, so this person has a flaw that says they're deeply religious. So this person is probably going to side with the with paladin. With the paladin and the yeah. uh, cleric? Yeah. The, yeah, and you know this person has a flaw that they really care about integrity, so they're gonna side with, with the, the people that with, aren't cannibals. Like the rogue and the wizard. Yeah, um, so it's basically like you just rolled for what their moral codes were. Yeah, and just basically tried to figure out wh who they would side with. Yeah, that's very cool it, for a lawsuit <laughs> in took, a D and D match. <laughs> it it was hard to do, and I. Don't recommend it for people who yeah. haven't been do because like the thing is like it wouldn't have worked if the campaign hadn't been going on for like three years. Oh I yeah, because like if you immediately started out and you're just like boom lawsuit. Yeah, because one of my big things is like I at the beginning I was like so you guys can basically call anyone you want for witnesses because it's magic like the yeah. judge can teleport them there. Yeah, but for like gameplay purposes, I'm gonna say you can only call people that have already been established yeah. in the universe. So that way you can't like 
pull a character out of your ass and yeah. be like, oh, this expert on... Uh, this is Jake, the guy who was on the ship. Yeah. He <laughs> saw the dude eat the dude. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Um, they have to be, like, actually, like, named characters. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And then, so basically, the trial happened, and it actually squeaked out that the captain was found innocent oh uh because like i was also the jury i had to be like all right well the jury doesn't know this so i can't take this into account and stuff like that so the captain actually ended up winning dang but uh immediately a huge fight broke out okay (laughs) and the three sort of outlaw characters just went into a demi plane okay which for those who don't know is like kind of just like a liminal space that you can do in like D&D magic. You just summon like a magic door and then yeah. you go into it and you're it's just like... like like a like like the void sort of. Yeah, it's like... Um, I, I can't really think of a good example like in the, other fiction. Like the, like the mirror dimension in Doctor Strange. Yeah, you know what? That, yeah, yeah. Exactly, pretty much that. Um, so then there was this whole standoff because the paladin knew that they could only come out of the mirror dimension in the place that they went in. Yeah. Uh, so there was a whole standoff where they both stayed in that way for like a day straight oh, shoot. until the paladin was able to find a way to teleport into their demiplane, oh, man. which he did. And he brought like a whole bunch of the crew of yeah. the ship with him. And none of them like knew that was happening because yeah. you can't like see out of the demiplane when you're in the demiplane. Yeah. So they just got massacred. Oh, man. Um, and... So the rogue and all the wizards, yeah, they was, all died? It actually, so specifically what happened was the paladin had a magic sword that devours the souls of people who he kills. Oh my with. gosh. Yeah. Um, this was one of those big DM moments where like, yeah. I had given him the sword a while ago. So ha- seeing him pull it out when he yeah. was about to go kill like the other party members, I was like, I fucked up giving him that sword. <laughs> yeah, you were like, oh, god damn You're it. You're like, oh, shoot. <laughs> but it led to a really cool moment because the paladin kills off the fighter first. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes and he kills off the rogue. And oh, both of their souls are like taken into this sword now. They don't even get to go to like the afterlife and anything. Oh, shoot. And the wizard character was like, okay, well. I wasn't going to do this, but you killed my other two friends and with like the soul killing sword. So his turn comes around and he's like, Hey, so my character is proficient with medicine and he's also very smart. Um, I just want to take out my dagger and stab myself in the brainstem and just kill myself. Oh my God. (laughs) So I was like, all right, roll me a medicine check. And he got good on it. So I was like, all right, yeah, no, you instantly just kill yourself Died. and he said holy crap he had like a really cool final line to the paladin that was just something like it was just something like you have no honor and you're a fucking maniac or like something like that <laughs> it was, i think it was like you have no honor you're a complete psychopath and your god isn't real oh and then he just stabbed himself in the neck in the, the and neck. yeah and i and holy crap that's a way to go. It was nuts because basically he knew that his character his character came from a very wealthy family. Yeah. So his family had like a clone waiting for him at home in case he had ever died. Oh shoot. Um so he's fine. So he and he knew yeah, and he knew that if he knew soul, that if his soul was taken, he wouldn't get the clone. Exactly. Holy so, that, cow. So, so we ended the last session with he is now at home with his family. Yeah. And I have a thing set up as DM where I'm like I don't want this player to just be immortal just because his family's rich. Right. So I have a thing planned where his family is going to tell him like, Hey, look, you know, we, we paid for your clone this one time, but like, this is it. That's it. You're cut off You're now. Cut off you don't get the, more family money. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so he's there. 
Paladin and Cleric were only able to get out of the demiplane by teleporting to a completely different plane of existence. Mm-hmm. So they're in the elemental plane of water now. Okay. Um, and they're like seafaring clerics and paladins. Yeah. Like they, they're all about the ocean and stuff. So right. they're in like not a horrible yeah, spot. Yeah, they're fine. And then my rogue and my fighter are now in the sword. In the in the sword, and I have to like figure out how I'm gonna run that. Yeah, because that's you don't want them to just sit there. Yeah, my th- my thinking on it is like the sword specifically doesn't destroy their soul. It just eats it. Yes, it and doesn't like digest it. So what I'm kind of thinking is it's similar to like a sarlacc pit. Mm-hmm. Where it digests them, but it takes time. It's slow. Yeah. And, like, if you break it open, it'll, like, they'll all get released. Yes. So, like, generally... Ah. And the sword is also, like, not to get too much into the backstory of the world, but, like, the sword is man-made. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, a primordial yeah, piece of existence. Yeah, it's not, like divine or anything. Yeah. So it can be broken. Yes. So my idea for it was always, if they had ever used the sword on something really powerful, right. there would be a chance of it breaking out. So now that these players are in here, it's like, okay, no, it makes sense that it's they might like, be able to it, It'll out. be a higher chance. Yeah. But obviously you don't want to make it too easy for them to get out because then it feels like it they didn't earn worth it. it. Yeah. yeah. I, I like that. That's cool. Yeah, so... That's how my campaign's going right now. Well, that's that is that is. I was not expecting that when I asked you that question. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, also, something just important to note for just like visualization of all that. Um, throughout this entire campaign, really early in the campaign, the wizard character had adopted a um, an apprentice. Okay. Who was uh, just like this kid who lived in the town and made cables, and they nicknamed him Cable. And oh, he, that's I, cool. Yeah, and he was like a, a silly little NPC I made once because they wanted to like find somebody who can make cables. Yeah. And I misheard them, and I showed them like a really old guy who makes ropes. Yeah. And they, I was like, yeah, so there, here's his shop, and here's what he looks like, and here's his name, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, oh, no, you, you misheard us. We wanted cables. And I was like, well, I don't want to throw away all this little world building I did. So I had uh-huh. the old guy just be like, oh, you guys want cables. Let me go get my, my ungrateful nephew. <laughs> and like he's the kid who's good at cables. But so my wizard adopted that kid as an apprentice mm-hmm. and he's been going along with them this whole time and he just like watched all that happen. Oh dang. <laughs> and, like then That's he... that's messed up. Like that kid's gonna go through something. Yeah. Um Yeah, I don't I don't know exactly how I'm gonna run that. I think he might he might have some kind of an arc that happens with him. But uh I don't want to talk too much about the plans I have with him in case any of one of my friends listens to this. That's a good idea. But, uh, yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. yeah. By, by next time well, I'm on the show, maybe I'll have some more for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I wish you will. We'll definitely be waiting for updates on that because that is, that is a heck of a cliffhanger right there. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we've been going for about, like, 40 minutes. So oh, nice. I think I might just, like, cut it off here. And yeah, I'm also, so. like, sweating myself out of yeah, existence. I so. Am. It's hot in here. It's very hot in here. So I think we might just cut it off. But yeah, Frank, thank you for coming on. We'll yeah, definitely we'll we will definitely do this again because Absolutely. I want to hear updates on um on on on, on the D and D quest. Yeah. And I also want to have your your apartment on. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we gotta have a group session. That would be a lot of fun. We got a lot of AMOM stories. Yeah, definitely. We got all four of us. That's me, Sam, Haley, and Nate, my two roommates. Yeah. Uh I will say the most I've had on this show, I had eight people on one episode. Jeez. That was chaotic. Well, at least I know you have enough mics for it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So 
yeah, that'll that'll be that'll be good. So yeah, thank nice. you very much for coming on, Frank. Yeah, good having. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. And we'll see you all later. Bye.